You know the final score. Now listen to the NFL podcast that tells you why it happened. Do they have a skill or trait that is going to allow them to survive? Dan Orlovsky, Scott Pioli, and me, Bob Wischusen. We're tape heads going inside the coaching tape and giving fans the answers. Regardless of what the hierarchy is, folks need to be servants to the head coach. Listen to tape heads on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Enrique Santos, and I'm co-hosting the podcast SOS Cuba alongside my friend and Telemundo journalist Jose Diaz-Balart. We're discussing the history of our beloved Cuba and what led to the recent protests in the communist-run island. And why people are calling for change. A group of special guests weigh in on what's next for our Comunidad Cubana. Listen to our weekly show, SOS Cuba, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Robert Evans, and bad news, everything's kind of collapsing. Good news, collapse means we have some opportunities. Opportunities to maybe make a better world, or at least a different one. On my new show, It Could Happen Here, Monday through Friday, we'll chronicle the collapse in real time, and we'll hook you up with the people who have a vision for a better future, so that you can make the new world better than the old one. Listen to It Could Happen Here on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. She was like, yeah, you put some beer and some eggs and you got to massage it in and you got to sit there for two hours. And I like, I tried it the first time I remember trying it and I had all kinds of gook in my hair, <laughs> just sitting there for a couple hours. And then I go to wash it. And then of course, a handful of hair comes out. I'm like, it's not working, mom. I was like, it's just <laughs> yeah. And then you got flies on your head on top of that. It's just like getting yeah. worse and worse. <laughs> you got a cake on your head. You're like, I just baked the cake, mom. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Bald Talk, which is the podcast where two bald comedians interview bald comedians, celebrities, actors, writers, poets, really anyone who wanders up to us and says they're bald from any walk of life. I am Brian Husky. I'm Charlie Sanders. Brian, I'm happy to see your dome remains chrome. That's right. I'm keeping it shiny. And I'm also very relieved to see that you're sans the burdensome hair that some people lug around on their head. I'm close crop today. Yeah. We don't have any neck pain as a result of all that garbage on our head. (laughs) Um, Somebody else who lives this lifestyle is our amazing guest today. He is an amazing actor, stand-up comedian, and author. He has appeared on numerous TV shows and movies, including Superior Donuts, Better Off Ted, Shameless, The Detour, Descendants, and many more. He is an author of the book, I Am Not a Terrorist, but I played one on TV. And he has his own podcast called Back to School with Maz Jobrani. Please welcome, you guessed it, Maz Jobrani, because that's whose name I just said. Welcome to Bald Talk. <laughs> we revealed the guest in the intro. <laughs> that would be great if the, if the host for Back to School with Maz Jobrani were somebody completely yeah. different. <laughs> Sid Bloomfield. <laughs> How's it going, Maz? It's going well. How are you guys, my bald, beautiful brothers? I know. Shine on. Shine on, you bald diamond. Doing all right. It's very humid. I'm sweating it up. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, I... I'm so happy to be bald. I mean, it's it's the, the really as a group, we really had a bad rap for a while, and then these 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 people showed up and they started saying you can put plugs into your hair and all that crap. And yeah. mm-hmm. and and the truth is, I don't I don't know how you, what your guys' experience was, but when I first started losing my hair, 
I was in uh, late teens, early 20s, and I went to the yep. doctor, and they said, you know, Rogaine and this and that, and and I was worried. But then once I went this route, it, I love it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Especially in this hot weather, it's like you're, you're able to keep it cool. Absolutely. I mean, the only time where it becomes an issue is like, okay, you want to do an impression of someone, and you're like, I got no hair game to really change my look. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember back in the days in New York when I was a comedian in New York and, you know, you send the DVD of characters and impressions into SNL every year to try and get hired. And it was just like, oh, who can I be? Who's bald? Okay. I guess I'll try <laughs> yeah, and do yeah. a James Carville impression. Um, yeah. Dick Cheney. I don't know. <laughs> this is something that ju just occurred to me. Like, so it's weird when a bald guy will do characters where he puts on a wig, but countless times of a guy with a luscious head of hair will put on a wig and then it's even funnier <laughs> yeah you know what i mean yeah. it's like it just feels like there's, oh, god there's so many insults against us well you know i would say for me like my son's been watching key and peel and uh mm -hmm. keegan michael key does a great job as a bald guy who ends up with different hairstyles and stuff so yeah uh you know i think i think you can do it depending on kind of having the right you know the right makeup artist hair person for me, Halloween becomes a, sometimes a challenge. So I go, who am I going to be this year? And one of my best years, so my wife, who's Indian, from India, she's a little darker skinned, and she is a big fan of J-Lo. So one year, I just remember waking up and going, I got it. You're going to be J-Lo, and I'm going to be Pitbull. And it was perfect. <laughs> That's a you good know? costume combo. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Moments before you said Pitbull, I was like, is A-Rod bald? I thought you were about to say A-Rod. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I no. think he has hair. Not yet. Because I, I immediately pictured him as bald when you're like, I was like, oh, yeah, he's, he's bald. Maybe he shaves it, but I think he has He shaves it real. Hair. He might be a chosen bald. Yeah, a chosen bald. The athlete that I see nowadays who's going in that direction, I think LeBron has a kind of a bald spot. And I'm going, huh. Yeah. He, mm -hmm. It's going away. Is he going to be yeah. joining us soon? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> well, we had Karamo on, and he was telling us from Queer Eye, and he was telling us about um, the type of he he knew the type of hair thing that LeBron's doing to keep it, and I, now I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it's like a something weave, right? Yeah, man weave. It was a man weave. Man weave. That's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man weave. I call it. I would say it's like. Uh, how about we call it uh, um, pebble in a pond? <laughs> it's rippling. That's rippling. Exactly. You know. So wait, is that so? Maybe I had a different picture. So it just is like a little yamaka for that part of his bald, like a little cover for that that section, or does it cover the whole thing? No, no. I think he's just he's got like a little, just a little bit of baldness there, and then the rest you see there's hair. So I don't I don't know what's going on 100. percent I I picture I picture being applied by like a spray, just like a spidey spray, like his <laughs> like his, yeah. his web goes on his head. That's a good invention. <laughs> You yeah, oh, that. I got to get the technology on that one. <laughs> yeah, the uh, hair web, the hair web, exactly. Maz, does being bald factor into your comedy, developing your comedy material at all? You know, once in a while, I'll do if I'm trying to like do some kind of light joke to get started or loosen mm -hmm. people up a little bit. I might do some joke about being bald. You know, especially if I go on stage and there's somebody who's either bald mm -hmm. sitting close up, or if someone's got this crazy head of hair. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it lends itself to a conversation of just self-deprecating conversation or, or, you know, I'll do a joke about like, if I see some, a guy who's bald with an attractive woman, I'll be like, see, we don't need hair. You know, you, you, know, you got hair, you shampoo, you know, whatever, you're alone. Look at him, you know, that kind of thing. So, <laughs> Oh, that's cool. I dig that. Yeah. Yeah. We had uh, uh, Adam Lustig's uh, performance on here. And when he was doing stand up, he said one time, like his early stuff was like a ton of bald jokes. And someone kind of took him aside. He's like, 
lot of ball jokes. What's what's going on there? And he was like, yeah, why do I, why? It's sort of like just calling out. It's like, look at me, look what's happening. Look, <laughs> yeah. look, look, yeah. look. And everybody's like, you're making us uncomfortable. Well, I think it, it again, it, I think it depends on the tone of it, right? So if I'm doing like a corporate event or something, it's a very innocuous, you know, very, you know, hey, I'm here. Let's all Nothing laugh. Mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, I'm bald. It's all right. right. Let's laugh at me to start off, you know? Exactly. But also a lot of your a lot of your comedy obviously deals with being Iranian American. So does baldness factor into your identity or experience as an Iranian American or is it does it have any kind of I was thinking about that today just about like I think in America bald has is a stigmatized thing or has been for a long time it, you know it's the butt of a joke kind of thing i think around the world yeah really yeah yeah around the world i mean i don't think i don't think there's any culture except if like you look at like you know the buddhist monks or something where baldness is kind of part of it you know but mm-hmm. but even mm-hmm. in the iranian culture people joke about kind of the guy who's got like the hair growing here and nothing <laughs> there because yeah. It's kind of like the bazaar, bazaar dude, the bazari dude who works yeah, the bazaar. Yeah. And he's not really <laughs> hip enough to really shave his head and have a look. So he kind of just goes with the, with this and, and the bald thing, you know. So yeah. the bazaar guy is basically a salesman, right? Because he's selling stuff in the bazaar. Yeah, they're bazaar dudes. They're selling stuff. Or like I always say, like sometimes I say, like when I when I don't cut my hair, I say, I mean, I say I, say I look like a like a like the guy that you would see like a Jewish jewelry store. The guy who's right, kind of right. just. <laughs> Anyone who's kind of like a business, like a salesman who yeah. doesn't have time to think about their hair, they just they just got this thing going and the full bald. Right. Um, every but that, every culture thinks of of lame salesmen as baldies. I know. Yeah, I know. We make we make good salesmen. That's that's what. Well, it feels like every culture sees like baldies as sort of like oh that's the that that's as high as your ceiling goes like whatever the lowest kind of rung of your aspirations. Are. It's yeah. Like, oh, bald guys not gonna go beyond that at all. <laughs> So sad. Yeah, you'd be used car salesman in America. Like you exactly, really lean into your salesmanship to to be accepted. But but that said, I mean the Iranian community as well. If you think about it, like Iranians, Middle Easterners are no, or are there's also a stereotype of them being hairy, very hairy. And so mm-hmm. I also, on top of being bald, I've got thin eyebrows. So Ooh. I would say this. I I even have like receding eyebrows. I go, I'm like Middle Eastern light. I don't know what's going on with me. So <laughs> yeah. I'm a disaster. But you just tell people that you pluck your eyebrows, like that you you just manicure them down to like a absolutely very plucked, like some like sixty year old lady. Yeah, somebody said you might have like a thyroid thing going on. I was like, now you're really worrying me. I was like, I'm trying to. <laughs> Maybe you're dying. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I mean, not to scare you even more, but we had a guest, uh, Brad Morris, who got alopecia, and um, he lost all of his everything except for like half an eyebrow. He just had like one eyebrow left. And they're like, he's like, what's what's the deal? Is this going to go too? Is it going to fall in line with the rest of it? And I was like, well, you never know. Maybe I'll talk about around. limiting the impressions you can do. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, only only one half eyebrowed people I can do. I don't know. It's a that disaster. guy from Game of Thrones. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just like, exactly. He starts wearing an eye patch out of nowhere. I was like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. interesting choice. <laughs> he has an eyebrow <laughs> patch. That's kind of weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maz, you you seem to be a hat guy. You got a like a trucker hat on right now, as I do. And then I've seen you wearing the newsy hat, and I think you have a graduation cap on your website, and a whole variety of hats. Yeah, well, you know, I think one of the things about being bald is you 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 are kind of encouraged into the hat game. So yeah. I've become very much into kind of the baseball cap, trucker hats recently. Um, for a while, I had the newsboy hat, 
the hat you said that you saw on the website that's from um we the the, the podcast being called back to school so right. we just put my head on rodney dangerfield from back to school oh <laughs> um so that was it but yeah i mean i I'm a, I'm a hat guy i like hats yeah me too i got like 10 probably 10 or 12 trucker hats of various kinds yeah sometimes i'm like am i too old for this i'm 41 should i be like wearing cool guy trucker hats but I'm sticking with it. Well, they're coming back. They're back in fashion now, you know? And also, mm-hmm. by the way, look, let's face it. If you're not going to wear a hat, you're going to end up with sun sun problems, right? So you better wear a hat. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah, totally. That's what my I, my grandfather used to golf obsessively, and he was bald, and he just had, like, closets of hats that he would just rotate. <laughs> and I asked my grandmother, I was like, is he obsessed with hats? She's like, no, he's bald. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, let me see. You know, for me, I started for a while because I was touring so much. I, if I found a hat that I liked in a city, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to get that hat. So I was, I was, I think I was coming back from Houston one time, and there was kind of a cool Houston Astros hat, and mm-hmm. I got that. And then I realized that people are going to think I'm a Houston Astros fan. I wasn't a Houston Astros fan, but I was like – They're cheaters, man. <laughs> yeah. I, but it becomes a problem when you wear a hat from a place, and people go, oh, you must be from that place you're right. a fan of. And you're like, no, I just like the hat. And then yeah. now you get into a conversation of like, well, why are you wearing a Yankees hat if you're not a Yankees fan? You're like, well, I just, I just like the, I like the colors and the thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've, I've completely done that. I, I have no interest in sports, but a lot of times, like, oh, I like that shape of that thing. You know, put <laughs> yeah. on my head. They're like, hey, man, if you're not going to represent, what are you doing? You, you know what's a good line? look to get is if you find the people selling the retro hats. Like, there's retro, you know, the 1940, like Brooklyn Dodgers hat mm-hmm. or whatever it is. That's kind of a you now you're really cool. That's one of the reasons I like the trucker hat thing because it's like they're all – they kind of come in different – like this one was North Star, the ski resort, and I was and I was skiing. I kind of like the gray, and then they, and then this logo is – nobody knows what the logo is. It could mm-hmm. be like a QAnon, and nobody knows what I'm part of. Yeah, you're part of, you're part of some, some questionable movement that you don't even know about. But let me say this. You've got to be careful with the trucker's hat because you've got that vent system in the back. And the sun's still getting on our bald heads. I know. Like you still got to slather it up. Yeah, usually when I'm going out in in the sun to exercise or whatever, I'll wear a hat that has that cover on the back as well. So Right. And then then it just becomes a, a big sweat sweat cup on your head. Absolutely. And you know, I'll be honest with you, the other thing that, that's bummer about hats, cleaning a hat is really hard. I've been throwing my hats just into the into the wash, and then they come out all bent out of shape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't, can't wash them. You got to hand wash them with like a cloth or something. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's what I do. Or you don't do it. I, I I don't. I just get them to that, like, I'm straight out of Texas, like, disgusting-looking hat. <laughs> you know, just like a same hat for years and years of sweat marks and stuff. And then you throw them away. I do that. But then, yeah, when I exercise in them and it's just drenched, like, oh, I got to throw it in the wash. You know? Yeah, hiking mine get drenched. Yeah. I have a series that are, like, exercise hats. And then I have a series. Like, this one, the the trucker hat one, I don't exercise with. Like you said, it's got the, the little mesh in the back. So I go, you know, so and it keeps a shape. Yeah, you have a great head for being bald. It's even, it's uniform. There's no weird lumps. There's no surprise extra flesh hanging off of it. For the most part, but you guys know what it is. Once in a while, you're like, oh, it looks great. And then you get an angle, like someone gets an angle picture of you and you're like, wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> you're like, whoa, what the fuck is that? Yeah, there's a dent in my forehead. What happened? <laughs> you know? My daughter is obsessed with grabbing my phone, putting it on the, the wide angle lens thing and then shooting me from above so i just look like i am 90 percent head and then the rest of me is this like diminishing twig and stuff but it just is also revealed like you said just just a terrible landscape up there i'm like what's going on no way yeah, yeah that's going to be her uh thesis when she's graduating with a phd in photography she'll be like, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> the contours of my father's yeah. bald head <laughs> could be like a form of like fortune telling like 
oh, you have a crevice on this side of your head. That means you're going to be very wealthy someday. Phrenology. That's yeah. what that is. Is that a real thing? Yeah. That's phrenology is reading the, the bumps on someone's head. Oh, I had no idea. Are you serious? Yeah. I thought I was inventing it. There's someone who reads bumps on people's heads? Yeah. We got to have them on. We got to get a phrenologist <laughs> on here. Olivia, make a note. Um, <laughs> the women in my family were big on fortune telling. And there was a while back in London, they found a guy. And his whole thing was he would put his head up against their chest or breasts. <laughs> Oh, he sounds reputable. <laughs> yeah. He would tell their fortune. They'd be like, yeah, he put his- The only way. Exactly. I was like, this dude has figured it out. You know, like, I got to fill you up to really tell you about your yeah. future. I will know your future if we spend the night together. <laughs> yeah, right. What did you guys, what did you guys, when you were losing it, did you have people giving you advice? Because my mom gave me advice. And again, I don't know if this is just an immigrant mother thing or what, but she had like, she was like, yeah, you put some beer and some eggs and you got to oh, massage really? it in and you got to sit there for two hours. And I like, I tried it the first time. I remember trying it and I had all kinds of gook in my hair, <laughs> just sitting there for a couple hours. And then I go to wash it. And then, of course, a handful of hair comes out. I'm like, it's not working, mom. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. You know? And then you got flies on your head on top of that. It's just yeah. like getting worse and worse. <laughs> you got a cake on your head. You're like, I just baked the cake, mom. Yeah, put some candles in there for the birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I got to bring this up. Brian, I'm sure you and our audience are sick of hearing about it. But, Maz, have you seen the movie The Peanut Butter Solution? I have not. <laughs> it's a Canadian kids movie from the 80s. And it's very strange and bizarre. But it's about someone who does exactly what you're talking about. And then their hair won't stop growing. Except they use peanut butter. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. But in this film, the portrayal of losing your hair, <laughs> like this kid is chased by people. He's rejected by his classmates. His family hates him all of a sudden. It just He just becomes like demon. Because of the hair thing. Yeah, because of the hair thing. It says more about how Canadians feel about hair loss than anywhere else. <laughs> I think the whole world, we've really had it bad in terms of like people saying, you know, like it's, it, it, I mean, it took a while. I mean, there was Yul Brenner, Michael Jordan. Those are kind of the, those guys really help. Yeah. Early wins. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, Yul Brenner is probably the modern father of balding, you know, because okay. he made it so acceptable and so sexy and such a, uh, yeah. and yeah, afterwards, you know, there's these great sound clips of him talking about like, it gave him a, a, a certain feeling of freedom and, and <laughs> you know, a new lightness in my life and stuff. Dude, absolutely. I didn't, I, when I, because I had for the longest time what I was talking about, like the, the bizarre look, uh, you know, for the longest time I was just letting it grow and then it was just thin on top. And then I remember somewhere in my early twenties, we were, we were somewhere and I, and we shaved it and my friends mm -hmm. helped me shave it. And it was the first time I felt like I had a hairstyle yes. in years. Cause people were like, that's a cool look. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, it is a cool look, you know? Cause if you don't do anything with it, it's just kind of like you, you just are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, every single, uh, during pandemic, all it is is like, here's an update on how insanely long and weird my hair is, which <laughs> is getting so fascinating to me. We were just talking before, I was like in taking a shower, I was like, but I can see how much hair is falling out when I'm in the shower and <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, if you shave it, you don't know how much you're losing. If you, you're, you're choosing to lose yeah, it. Yeah, I've never, I mean, I ultimately, I think this podcast will enable me to just shave my head at some point. And I've always been like- Yeah, become a head shaver. Yeah, gonna be a head shaver. Oh, you've never gone 100% shaving? No, I've just gone really close. It's just oh, gone, you know, really, but- It's freedom. It, yeah, you know, but the, as an actor, and I, if you make that choice early and you establish your brand as that- your set and stuff, but I've sort of, I am character actor in, in that kind of like middle management principle, you know, uh, uptight boss a lot of times. And, uh, I don't know, you know, maybe I'm just hanging on to this, this thing of like, Oh, I'm going to lose work and stuff. 
But you know what? There's actually something about that. I, I've seen guys like like Ed Harris is somebody who does that. He just goes he goes short, but he doesn't go all yeah. the way. Yeah, he does. And yeah. it works for him. And similarly yeah. for you, you're absolutely right. There's times when I've had an audition for a character that was what you said, like middle management, whatever. And I look yeah. and I'm like, oh no, I'm, I'm too clean shaven. And I go, is this too kind of a hip of a look to be the mid management guy? I think that's it, you know. And and I don't know if you know the actor Paul Shear. Like he yeah. he he has he has kind of a funky ring. And one time in the summer, he's like, just sat down. And the guy's like, you want to shave it off? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And he never looked back. Um, but his wife had this reaction. I was like, you should have given me a heads up. And <laughs> then, he, you know, his agents were kind of like, what are you doing? Um, but then it's fine. You know what? I don't want to talk to you guys anymore. I want to listen to commercials. Talking bald, yeah. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Football is back. And the best bet you can make is downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It doesn't matter if you're new to gambling or an old pro. FanDuel has something for everyone. And as an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you know your bets are safe. There's also never been a better time to use FanDuel. Because right now, you'll get up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't win. You can even turn a small wager into a big payday with a same-game parlay bet. Just sign up with the promo code SPOTIFY to place your first bet risk-free on FanDuel Sportsbook. Download FanDuel today. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's a story that captivated the nation. Two brothers and their sister are on the run from authorities tonight. Three close-knit siblings known as the Doherty Gang go on a 15-state crime spree evading police for eight days. Police say the trio have a stockpile of weapons. Dylan, Ryan, and Lee Grace had nothing left to lose. They're like modern-day Bonnie and Clyde. Now, for the very first time, exclusive interviews with Doherty's from behind bars. This call is from a federal prison. My sister's the crazy one. I was working at two different strip clubs doing a very large amount of drugs. My brother's the muscle. The last time I spoke to my dad, he told me, look out for your little brother. Something I really took to heart. The youngest is the brain. How far would you run for your freedom? There's some things that you just can't take back. You've already started this party. You might as well have fun. And that's what we did. Listen to The Doherty Gang every Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't miss out on the top stories from the best insiders around the NFL. I'm your host, Rhett Lewis, and on the NFL Inside Report podcast, I'll go around the league so you can hear much more of the story. The NFL Inside Report podcast will offer thorough, in-depth analysis and storytelling with a multitude of exclusive NFL insiders getting unmatched access. NFL Inside Report will provide you with comprehensive coverage, including game recaps, the biggest news and in-depth reports that take you beyond the headlines multiple times per week, all on the NFL Inside Report podcast. Our exclusive NFL insiders will get the opportunity to share the full, extensive story so you can stop wondering what's really going on. You'll know what's happening behind the scenes in the NFL. Listen to NFL Inside Report on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Only on Ball Talk. That was a great product. I endorse it. I'm 
I'm still going to do some research on it. Oh, yeah? Ultimately, okay. I will endorse it because they're endorsing us, but right. I'm going to do my research. But you just want to at least say you did your research. I'm going <laughs> to seem like I'm really invested. <laughs> Maz, I just rewatched your episode of Taste the Nation, a show that I love, oh, yeah. and I especially love your episode. This very interesting foods and stuff that you guys were Yeah, doing. thanks, man. You, you live in L.A. as well? Yep, I live in – I'm in Los Feliz. Have you had the Persian food? Have you enjoyed it? I have because I was a writer on a sitcom with a mm-hmm. Persian woman, also from Iran. And oh. uh, she's had me and my wife over for dinner a bunch of times and cooked us all kinds of stuff. Who is that? Debbie Jahoon. I don't do know, know Debbie Jahoon. I don't know Debbie Jahoon. You guys got to do a project together. She's very funny. We should. So the Persian food is delicious. And in that episode, you know, um, Padma goes to uh, Westwood, which is kind of the mecca of Persian food. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, uh, I mean, if anyone who's listening to this has not had Persian food, find it as delicious. It's like Indian food, but just not as spicy. So, yep. it, yeah, um, it's delicious. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Do you have a, uh, and we can bleep it out if we don't get clearance to say their name or whatever, but do you have a favorite place in town? There's a few favorites that I have, and I don't think they mind me mentioning them. So uh, up near uh, Glendale, there's a place called Rafi's Place, and they oh, yeah. give mm-hmm. you the yeah, the portions are huge, and it's really delicious, and I would recommend people in the Valley to go there. And then down in, um, down in the West L.A. area, there's a lot of them. My favorite is Daria, D-A-R-Y-A. Mm-hmm. But if you go up and down Westwood Boulevard, like in – in the Padma episode, we went to a place called Shamshiri, S-H-A-M-S-H-I-R-I. But really, if you go to any of them, like the, between the kebab and the rice and the broths that go on top of the kebabs, and, and mm. make sure to, don't forget, order the burnt rice. Just say, I want the burnt rice. Yes. Which, I, I had burnt rice once. It was really good. Exa- and it's not burnt. It's just that it's cooked more on the bottom, and it's, it's called tadig, which means bottom of the pan, and it's delicious. Is that because I will do that? I will make that my mistake sometimes when I run out of water. Is it? It kind of toasts it a little bit. <laughs> you were actually making Iranian food, and you didn't. Yeah, know I, 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 I channel into other cultures very easily sometimes. <laughs> well, it's just crispy rice. It's like you know, if you go, if you ever gone to sushi, they started doing it with sushi now, where they give mm-hmm. like a crispy rice with the the spicy tuna on top. So it's basically that, and because it's at the bottom of the pot, it's got a lot of the oil. So it's it's got, it's almost like. It's almost going into the world of being potato chips or pita chips or whatever, but mm. made out of rice, and it is delicious. Oh, that's cool. Because w- when I make it, it tastes like popcorn, <laughs> like bad popcorn. So yes, that sounds yes. even better. Yes. This is an odd comparison, but it kind of reminds me of rice aroni. I mean that in a good way. Like, mm. okay. I remember when I was like 20, you'd get stoned and make rice aroni, and you'd like, <laughs> you know, they'd have that, that crispy, I forget what it's called now, some kind of crispy rice in it, but it kind of evolved. We'll call it. The Persian one was rice irani. <laughs> That's good. Yes? Rice irani. No? That's a product. Maybe. Rice irani, the San Francisco treat. <laughs> rice irani from Mars Jobrani. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, yeah. given the pandemic, I'm looking. I'm looking to, to diversify over <laughs> yeah, here. I'm I like, yeah, I, we should say if any if any uh, products or you know, ideas come up, we own them. Okay, so we <laughs> yes. we there's a it's a fifty yes. percent split on anything you make. So Dim. if you start cooking this stuff out of your own home and selling it, we we get some of the proceeds. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's very very three very three M of you or or whatever these companies are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're on everything. That's insane. <laughs> have you uh um. You know, you and I both have the facial hair to kind of uh, give give the eye to focus something onto. Uh, yes. Have, have you ever, ever gone without? Have you just gone ever? Absolutely. That's what I say. I say, listen, when you got no, when you're bald, like you only have, your, you, the only place you have game is on, on the facial hair. So right. 
I've gone full beard, and when I go full beard, it's it's good and bad in that I like I like the look, but then it starts you start seeing the gray, and you're like, oh my god, I'm getting old. So it reminds oh, me of old, right? My my gray is kicked up. It's it's gone, and now I'm just like, oh, this I have a gray beard. Like I, I just have man. it. There's nothing <laughs> I can you, do about it. Did you dye it once you did you try dyeing it ever? No, because I I talked to a few uh, uh, makeup you know, hair and makeup people. And they're like, don't die. It just looks, it's like, you can't once, especially when it gets to a certain gray level, it's like, it's not going to retain. It doesn't stay in the, in the follicle and it just will look bizarre. It's like, there's nobody, <laughs> nobody can do it. Listen, man, I feel like it's funny. Cause when people sometimes, sometimes like my wife or my daughter, they make a big, even my son would make a big deal of like, oh, I don't know if I want to get a haircut. And then they get a haircut and they're like, Oh my God, I got a haircut. My hair changed. And I'm like, it's gonna grow back. Just relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So similarly with the facial stuff, I've I've tried it all. Like even during the pandemic, I've grown it out a couple times. Then I did mm-hmm. a whole like I did like an Instagram live where I was like, all right, we're gonna dye my beard, and we dyed it, and it kind of looked, you know, it's fine. And then and then I've yeah. done the shave. When I sh- the best feeling when you shave it when the baby butt kind of like oh. softness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love yeah. That. Oh. Yeah, best. I had a I had a mistaken shave during the pandemic where I just zapped like I thought I had the cover on it and I forgot I had taken off to wash it and stuff. So I just went and just took out like a section of my face, oh, you know, no. of the beard. So I was yeah. like, all right, I'm just gonna shave it down. And it felt it's like that free that thing you have, Charlie, when you you know, the cool wind on your yeah, that's right. yeah, it felt so good. It's great. It so it's great. Good. Now, did you how did you I don't know how old your kids are, but one of the first times I shaved my face completely, my daughter, who at the time must have been seven or something she was mm. freaked out by it she was like oh, oh yeah 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 no my daughter's only pretty much only no there's only been like two years in the she's 13 so two years of her life that i not have facial hair um and it wasn't even for a full year you know i've had like a, for weird some i committed to having a mustache for like a year and a half <laughs> um and then otherwise it's just been beard and so when I do that, she's always like, just, you're, not my dad. <laughs> you're not my dad. Something feels weird. It's weird because I, I personally love it all. Like, I mean, I had a must, I did a character, uh, I did a movie called Jimmy Westwood. It was a movie I wrote and uh, started from, my, you know, it's basically, like, I call it the Persian Pink Panther. It was this bumbling oh, idiot nice. guy. <laughs> and having been a big fan of Peter Sellers and the Pink Panther, I was like, well, he's, this guy needs a mustache. So I had a handlebar mustache. Yeah. And that was cool. Cause it's funny. Cause my wife can be critical of like, Oh, get the goatee back. I don't like it shaved. And then I had the handlebar. It was actually funny because I had the handlebar and we went into a um, like some store in Venice on Abbott Kinney. Yeah. And we're kind of walking around and shopping. And this young, like early 20s girl walks by and she goes, that's a cool mustache. And I took the turn <laughs> to my wife. I go, see? <laughs> the young people that's like right. it. Yeah. Prior to my the mustache I had for a year, I was – so I did a job. And then I was going to another job and I decided I was going to shave my beard down and just have a mustache. So for my travel days between there, I did a full like biker mustache all nice. the way down, sort of down to my chin and stuff. And the reactions I got from people, because I, I went the whole, I had like a jean jacket and I, wore, I had a shitty hat and stuff. <laughs> so I was kind of like for two days, I was like, I'm going to be this guy. This little, <laughs> you got to live as a different person. <laughs> this squirrely little like biker dude. <laughs> It's so fun. Why not? Like, why? I, I, I know. Honestly, like, I get upset when people get upset at me. I don't know about you guys, but when I was growing out my beard, when I first started growing my beard during the pandemic and I was doing all these Instagram lives, there were so many times people would be, their comments, like, I'd be like, hey, what's up? We're having a great day. I'm trying to be funny or talking about politics or whatever I'm talking about has nothing to do with my facial hair. Mm-hmm. And every fifth comment 
shave your beard. Why is your beard like that? And I'm like, you mind your own goddamn business. Why are you so obsessed with my beard? Wait, you're like a cartoon character. You should never change. <laughs> you don't change. Yeah. What's yeah. happening? Yeah. That's so bizarre the way fans nowadays think they have ownership over the person that they're a fan of. It is mm-hmm. crazy. I'm, I've been listening to the podcast Talking Sopranos because I'm a big Sopranos fan. And you wouldn't believe the comments on there. They're like, don't tell your theater stories, Michael. And it's like, why do you think you get to control what they do on their podcast? Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. Like going into the political, like the elections, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very much, uh, you know, I, if you go to my social media, you see, I make fun of Trump all the time. I'm against Trump, blah, blah, blah. And I have a lot of Iranians, believe it or not, like Trump because they feel that he talks tough. And so they think that he's going to get rid of the Islamic Republic of Iran, which is, an oppressive government and they're horrible, mm-hmm. but there's no, like Trump's is not, not going to do, do that. shit. And so these guys have bought into it. And so similar to what you just said, like when I talk about it on my page, some people are like, what you, you you're supporting Biden. How could you? And they mm-hmm. feel abandoned. I'm like, have you been watching my comedy? I like, I'm very left leaning. <laughs> like, you know, uh, yeah, so funny. they feel they have ownership of you. Yeah. yeah. And it's also really bizarre to me. When people have the comment of like, stick to being funny, you know, oh, don't talk politics. Yeah, I see that all the time. And my response is usually is like, all right, stick to selling shoes and don't talk <laughs> politics. It's just like you're basically saying like, don't have an opinion. Don't yeah. don't be a person on this planet. Just, you know, just entertain us. Well, that's what happened recently with uh, with Jim Gaffigan during the, the mm-hmm, Republican right. National Convention. And he went off on Twitter and I think a lot of his fans were upset about it. But, you know, more power to him. And I. I always say, look, I go, if you're not saying something as an artist, whether you're a writer, a comedian, an artist, whatever it is, we have, it's it's good to say something. And by saying something, I mean like something political. Like I've always been a fan yeah. of from your Carlins to your Priors to the, anyone on The Daily Show to whoever's saying things. I love it. So mm-hmm. exactly what you just said is one of my biggest pet peeves. Stick to yeah. being funny. It's such a strange, uh, I don't know. I mean, I... People and people have a strange reaction to um, like I've started seeing like people are overhearing what Hollywood thinks or people are overhearing what entertainment thinks, you know, and it's just sort of like, well, for one, you're kind of reducing anyone who is works in this industry to a monolithic idea of like what Hollywood is, you know, and then you're also speaking for everybody else and saying your position. So it's it's the same same thing. It's just like. And also, listen, our job is to be in front of the camera. We are, mm-hmm. our job is, so if you are an accountant, you might have opinions on one side or the other, but they're not being broadcast all the time. So our jobs are to be broadcast. And so then part of that is after you've done your taping, your filming, you go to promote it. And someone puts a microphone in your ma- in, in front of you and goes, what are mm-hmm. your thoughts on uh, whatever? And you might have a cause that you're really passionate about. So that... The accountant has a cause he's passionate about as well, but he doesn't have the microphone in front of him. So we just have a microphone. You know? But everybody does have a microphone now, to, to, now you know, do, to yeah. a degree. Like yeah. everybody does have their individual platform and everybody can yeah. just hurl their <laughs> their screams into the building hurricane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this 
this tornado of insanity that we call society. Well, well, that's been my that's been my response in stand up because I've had during my stand up now a few times I've I've been doing Trump jokes and somebody's gotten offended and started yelling at me or whatever. And my response mm-hmm. to them has been, "I'm so happy you've got your opinion and that's fantastic, and you should find your own blog or or mm-hmm. do your own comedy, whatever it is. Go express yourself." And I go, "That's the whole point of this country." It's actually interesting because there's a clip on YouTube. I, I was at I was at um, uh, Flappers and I and and I was doing my bit about Trump and this lady got upset. She started yelling and I put the clip on on on, on YouTube because what happened was originally I would yell back. Then I realized that doesn't do any good. You lose right. your, you lose the show. So then mm-hmm. I just sat back and she was yelling and I was like, "This is fantastic." I go, "What?" I go, "Isn't it a great country where we can have these opinions mm-hmm. and you have your opinion, I have my opinion?" And she was just getting more and more angry. And it's funny to me because I have some of my close friends who are very conservative. And nowadays, they're trying to put this mirror in front of me of like the cancel culture. They're like, the left is right. very cancel culture. You really support this? And I go, in all honesty, I don't support the cancel culture. But I go, you guys shouldn't be throwing stones because before I was seeing a lot of this stuff on social media with the left saying, don't say this, don't say that. I personally was getting a lot of people when I would do Trump jokes at my live show saying, you can't make fun of our commander in chief. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's the whole point of this country that we're supposed to. <laughs> I know. Oh, it should insane. be. I mean, yeah, we should have an agreed upon thing for both sides. Like, instead of like, you can't, it's like, I don't like this. I don't <laughs> like you saying this. You're yeah. like, okay, I recognize you don't like this. Yeah. Maybe we need like some kind of like, there's a wax museum and anybody that ends up being kind of famous gets a, gets a, statue of them in there and then people go there and yell at the statue to get their emotions <laughs> out and then they can be quiet during the stand-up show and that's yeah. called idolatry that's how <laughs> <Yeah. we> get... <laughs> no listen i i i it's it blows my mind because I, I i've experienced it during bush when i was doing jokes about bush when we went into iraq under obama in all honesty i mean i liked obama but i it was he was a hard guy to make fun of there just wasn't as much because he was kind of like the the he's kind of like the 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 smart guy in the room or whatever. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure, you know, obviously daily show and others found ways to make fun of him. And there's things to make fun of, of course, but it just wasn't as, as easy. And then under yeah. Trump again, it, it just blows my mind because part of it is like the whole point of a democracy is to make, to be able to do that. And then we hear about like places like Turkey where some comedian made fun of the Erdogan. And then there was a warrant out for his arrest, mm-hmm. you know, so you go, do, do we want to go that route? And, and listen, I'll tell you, like, for example, like, again, I, I loved Obama and I loved Michelle Obama. But mm-hmm. Bill Burr on his special, and I've seen it before, he does a whole joke about Michelle Obama that is a little, um, you could say it could be insulting to Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. But as a fan of Michelle Obama's and a fan of Bill Burr's, I was like, let me sit here and listen to what he's saying. And when he came back with the punchline, I was like, that's funny. Right. So... People get triggered as opposed to sitting there going like the joke I do about Trump is basically saying like that he just won't stop tweeting and that he's impossible to keep up with. And he just keeps saying stuff. I mean, that's like the the big part. Like I'm not sitting there because I know that if I go on stage and I start preaching, I'm going to mm-hmm. lose a right. lot of people. So yeah. it's like even if you're a supporter of his, you should be able to say, yeah, he does. He does tweet a lot and he does tweet a lot about stuff he doesn't know about. I mean, that's kind of a fact. Yeah, that is the thing with comedy right now that because a lot of comedy will take you to an uncomfortable place to illustrate a point or to underline an issue or you know whatever and we have i feel like increasingly we have this reactionary shut you down sort of response 
that doesn't allow for either person to sort of like put it out there or for you to sort of get a new perspective. If you're, you know, if you're hearing the joke or you're, you're, you're hearing your leader criticized, we're just in such a place right now where it's like, no, no, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Yeah. If you look like us and the word Trump comes out of your mouth, they're like, shut up. Cause yeah. they assume because of your clothes or the way you look, you must be a lefty. So if you're going to, if, if you're saying his name, you're going to say something bad about him. So shut up before you even finish your sentence. And it's, that's insanity. Yeah. It is. It is insanity, and it's a shame because, really, like I remember, even during the Trump, uh, during the Bush, uh, on the eve of maybe it was maybe we were already in Iraq, but I was at the comedy store, and someone was like, "You can't make fun of our commander in chief," and I go, "Do you see? Do you don't see the irony, or do you don't see the hypocrisy in saying that we went to Iraq to bring them democracy, but you're telling me that we can't exercise our democratic right of making fun of our leaders? I mean, the whole point of." comedy in my opinion is to punch up you make fun of people yeah. who yeah. are in power and so again look like nancy pelosi with her uh salon gate or whatever it was mask gate mm-hmm. like that's something that you sh- you can and should make fun of like if somebody on the left made like mitt romney of all people had a picture on twitter he put a picture of himself getting a haircut by his wife mm-hmm. and he said like getting ready to go back to the senate for the next session and he said something like you know doing it better than nancy or something like that and i'm not a mitt romney guy but i was like that was that was a was funny, funny jab yeah. bit yeah. you know you got her you yeah know? yeah she's probably like yeah that was pretty good yeah yeah do you make fun of the fact that trump is definitely bald and covering it up at all yeah i was gonna say that guy's bald oh my God, yeah. I mean, he should be part of. He should be on your podcast. <laughs> you know, we're trying. We're we're, we're <laughs> we didn't return the email. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're tweeting at him. He's not responding. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, guys, can we just take a break and listen to some commercials and just calm down because this is so political. Yes, so political. Let's just calm down. Hey, everybody! It's time for today's STEM tip. Want to know how to make your selfies even better? Okay, let's use science. The best time for photos is golden hour. That's the moment right before the sun sets, when the atmosphere scatters blue and violet wavelengths, making perfect, soft, and golden selfie light to show off that beautiful face of yours. Click. Check out She Can STEM for more inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and I'm the host of The Daily Dive, a daily news podcast covering some of the top stories of the day. Every morning, I'll connect you with the writers and journalists who know the story so you can stay up to date and make informed decisions. On the podcast, we'll give you the latest on the pandemic and vaccine mandates, keep you in the loop on the world of politics and how it affects you, and give you the lowdown on tech and entertainment. Catch a fresh episode of the podcast every Monday through Friday. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, and it's easy to see why. Listen to The Daily Dive on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Maddie and Kenzie Ziegler, and we have a podcast called Take 20. This is so exciting. I know, we've been wanting to do this for so long. It's been a long time coming, but I feel like we're in a really good point in our lives where we have a lot to talk about. I'm actually really happy that I grew up with you because I could not do it alone. Oh my gosh, that's not really emotional. Well, it's true. It took a while to get to this point. We hated each other. I know. Like, we actually, I hated you so much. I know. We used to tell each other that, too, which is terrible. Okay, but honestly, I don't think we hated each other that much because we would sleep in the same room every night, even though we'd fight. I'm so excited for everyone to get to know us on a personal level and not just through social media. So this is going to be really interesting and fun. I know. I was literally saying today, I was like, I wonder if we're going to, like, fight. I feel like there will be lots of laughs. (laughs) 
you know what's so bad? Once we start laughing, we can't stop. We can't stop. Nope. That's going to be a huge problem. No. But listen to Take 20 on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Talking bald, yeah! Oh, that was such a relaxing series of commercials. Those commercials I just chilled me out. I'm not fired up at all anymore. Very chilling. Yeah. I am chilled. So chill. Yes. Yeah, it's all, it's going back to what we were talking about. It's like it's also insane. It's like you can't make fun of our our you know, commander in chief. Is like oh, so like two hundred years of editorial cartoons and like that whole like <laughs> <That's> <laughs> tradition <over. laughs> of just like that's done. Oh, I guess we gotta erase all this. That's stuff. what blows my mind because you see that, or or even if they were to like turn on the night, you know, the the talk shows at night. I mean, mm-hmm. all the talk show that's how ha- you know if going back Johnny Carson before Carson. I mean they. Those guys made fun of the presidents, and that's the whole thing. So sometimes it blows my mind. I go, are these people, like, do, do they have their head down in the sand? Do they know that there's a Tonight Show? Do they know that there's a history of this stuff? Like, I really don't get it. I mean, some people, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I feel like it's a, a weird overcompensation for being internally uh embarrassed <laughs> or feeling or maybe knowing like this is kind of a lie no it's not a lie you know you're like yeah. burying the truth that you don't want to i think acknowledge. it's because i'm giving them a lot of credit when I, say that. <laughs> yeah. I disagree i think it's because <laughs> he so signifies this core part of themselves that they've been unable to express which is hatred mm. and he is he's the valve they can turn and go now i can say the things that i can say spew my hatred and he yeah. lets me do that and so any that little part of their ego is so fragile that any insinuation that there's something wrong with it, they get really. I got, I got a better theory. What they're thinking is, oh, this guy is bald, and bald guys have been made fun of for so long. We're not yes. going to take it anymore. Don't you do it? Don't you do so, it? So yeah, that's it. Well, you know, it's funny because my whole point is like, I again, I get my friends on the conservative side who are saying, cancel culture sucks. This, that, the other. You would think that those people would then be at least would defend your right to make fun of the president, the mm-hmm. speaker of the house, anybody. If you really are going to be on the side of don't cancel other people, then don't turn around and do it to me. That's the main thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. They're like, we don't like cancel culture that cancels things we like. Yeah. yeah. I like when we figure out society and solve all the problems on this podcast. <laughs> world, if, one notch better. You're welcome, everybody. So easy. Bald people have been doing this for a long time, man. Let's not forget yeah. Mahatma Gandhi was bald. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Kind of the ultimate baldy in a way. Oh, yeah. The wisdom of Buddha, of course. Mm-hmm. Look at that guy. Oh, Buddha. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Look at all these. He's bald. Yul Brenner again. Yul Brenner. Yes. Of course. Setting everybody straight. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Sir Ben. Mm, Sir Ben. And Halloween, I could do Ben Kingsley as well with the. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's good. Uh, Sir Patrick Stewart. Sir yeah. Patrick Stewart. Have you ever had a, uh, a part where they've put a wig or a piece on you or has always been come as you are? Have I had the wig or the piece. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Well, I did a. I did a thing where, so the Late Late Show with James Corden called up, and it was actually very interesting because they go, they're getting ready to punk uh, David Beckham. Mm -hmm. And what had happened was David Beckham, I don't know if you guys uh, followed his career or not, but when he finished playing in England, he came and played for the LA Galaxy for a few years. So the LA Galaxy were going to dedicate uh, a statue uh, of David Beckham at a game, this was maybe a year or two ago, and then they were going to put that statue at the entrance, and it's this big statue and whatever, what a big honor, you know. 
So yeah. Beckham apparently had gone to visit the sculptor uh, of the statue in Chicago, and he'd gone with his buddy, and his buddy had told the Late Late Show that you know when we went, you know it was it was after a night of partying, so. We, you know, we met the guy, but I'm sure David doesn't remember the guy that well. Well, if you look at a picture of the guy, this guy was a famous Israeli sculptor. If you look at a picture of him, he looks, he has the same nose as me, and he's just mm -hmm. got these white curls. Yeah. So they contacted me. They go, would you be willing to play him and, and help us punk him? Because what we were going to do was we were going to oh, reveal the statue the day before, and it was going to be all off, like his butt's all long, his... <laughs> Chin is long. Everything's off. So I was like, are you sure he doesn't remember what the guy looks like? They go, totally, he's not going to know. So it was great. I went down, they put the little wig on, and then you compare the picture with that guy and me, and, and, and I kind of look like him. So, uh, yeah, that was the the one time that I recall putting on a wig to play a part, and it was a lot of fun because yeah. Beckham, really, he, he ends up being a super nice guy. And when I reveal this horrible statue to him, he was like, he kind of looking, he's like, is this the thing we were seeing? And I go, yes. <laughs> is this art? You know? It seems like it's this art. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, he goes, why is, he goes, why is my, he goes, my butt's a little big and the chin. I go, because I was trying to capture you in motion, you know? So <laughs> if you do it in Yeah, motion, those are the so. running lines, like in a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. really funny. It was oh, fun. That's great. Oh, that's nice. It was fun. Hey, you said your son's watching Key and Peele out of pure curiosity. What uh, was his favorite sketch? Do you know? Oh, dude, he likes a lot of them. I mean, there's the they, they do so much smart stuff, those guys. Um, they have great writers on that show. <laughs> I was a writer on Key and Peele. Oh, were Charlie you a writer was, on there? He was, <laughs> yeah. he was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go, man. What a, I love it. It's, um, it was, uh, uh, um, I, they watched the, the, the football uh, introductions, you know, the, all the funny football names. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. You know that one? That's a great one. They did the the teacher one where the teacher's got the hippie hair and he's like yeah. the you know uh, yeah. Jordan Peele's making fun of him and then he sits down and he's like all right you you know the switch there's so many great ones the angry teacher who throws this I mean they I I, I you know he keeps bringing them up and they keep watching them they're they're amazing how how old is he he's twelve. 12 yeah cool yeah. that's awesome to hear yeah I'm trying to get my daughter to sort of like get into some of the comedy stuff I like and it their boys are more open to the comedy experience i think than a lot of females or my experience with my daughter and her friends are like this is just, just weird but boys are always like yeah what what is your daughter how old is your daughter she's 13 and what does she watch what's her shows well she's really into horror and uh that kind of stuff right now you know and there's in the more you know i kind of recognize she's she's going through a little, not an emo phase but it's a little bit of kind of dipping her toe into like trying on kind of like a dark persona you know what i mean <laughs> yeah which yeah. right now the world she's living in is like oh yeah i don't question that at yeah. all um but when we we watched stuff we watched uh book smart and then we watched uh uh super bad which is the original not female version of book smart um and she was like, yeah, those are funny. They're very uncomfortable to watch with your 13-year-old daughter, though, because there's <laughs> tons of oh, sex bad. jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I kept yeah. saying, like, should we keep doing this? She's like, uh, I don't understand most of this, so it's fine. <laughs> like, okay. We did. We've been doing Ugly Betty. I, I never watched it. I'm watching it now. And so my daughter, who's nine, and my son, who's 12, they're loving it. We So it's on Hulu. Mm -hmm. You can go back and watch it all. It's got a lot of comedy. It's got a lot going on. And it kind of... It, I think it it it's, it goes for a place for men and women. It does a good job. And yeah. then I know that both of my kids, 
started watching Saturday Night Live because again mm. on Hulu you can go back, and they started loving all those. And I just I if they can be passionate about any kind of genre or whatever, and nowadays like they want to try and recreate it, like I'm all mm. for that. I'm like go for it, you know. They they actually just did a an online sketch show recently, and I thought that was that was oh that's right, oh that's cool, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think she's had enough people is like, are you going to do comedy like your dad? That she's like, it's embedded in her like to rebel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be yeah. very serious all the time. I mean, very serious and very uptight. <laughs> uh, but I think she has to get it from her friends too. She's at that yeah. age where it's like her, her influences have to come through, through her. Absolutely. Her, her growing yeah. tribe yeah. and stuff. It's cool. There's so much good TV on. I mean, it's crazy. Like I sometimes feel like I'm watching way too much because – because you can go back and watch old stuff mm-hmm. and then there's the new stuff and then there's the news and then there's sports and then they're like, Oh, so there's so much. It's crazy. It, it seems like I'm like, how are there still more new shows? Like we've all been locked up for six months It is, and nuts. they'll still be like new just out. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And then the kids and then my kids will go on and they'll watch like a compilation on YouTube of some, you know, my son, for example, go watch like, constant you know uh whatever people jumping off of stuff and it's like 20 (laughs) minutes at you know 10 seconds a pop and i'm like this is not good for your attention span at all (laughs) it's lessening your attention span. have you uh have you uh broached the uh the subject to your son that he might be bald as well have you ever sort of said like this might be your future i have not because i know when he's asleep go and whisper that in his ears (laughs) Just like just sort of like but yeah, just put it in You'll there. Just real close to it. You will be bald in the future. <laughs> share your head, your best bad parenting advice. No, it's you know well they no, say that it bad. jumps. They say it's from your great. I mean, I don't know what the theory. They they say it's from your mother's side. You know, my, her, his grandfather on that side has hair. Um, mm. Who knows? Who knows? I don't we, think we, then. No, we are yeah. waiting to get a, a, a dermatologist or someone who knows because everyone has a different theory or they. You know, it is from the mom's side of the family, but then there's evidence was like, but everyone on her side of the family was like fully yeah. haired. And then I'm the first one. Basically, you know? no one knows. Like, it's a mystery. Like, if you look it yeah. up, it's like, you know, it could be this. It could be stress. It could be that. It could be that. But really, no one has any idea. Which does go back to the theory that this was all originally caused by a curse. Right, right, that that is a magically induced sort of like you know problem that's passed on (laughs) through generations. Um, It's true, yeah. So medicine's never going to fix it. Very possible, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, just that's why you got to embrace it, shave it. We just need it, dude. Go with the flow, embrace it. No matter what the world throws at you, you just kind of got to go with it. Because really, when you start fighting it, then it becomes then it goes inside. At least on at least the baldness on the outside. And mm-hmm. now you know, okay, here's my thing. I'm bald on the outside or or let's say whatever, your eyebrow or your nose is a little bent or what? Just right. go with the flow. Now you're not letting it get to the inside. On your inside, flowing locks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing I just realized is like the people that we know who have had some work done are very reluctant, if not will refuse to come on the show. Charlie, now's your chance to to talk about this. <laughs> Charlie is not bald. He actually sh- like he, he plucks it. He's elective pluck plucking. It. I'm a plucker. Yeah, the people that have done work don't want to come on, huh? Yeah, you would think just like, oh yeah, I, I'm. I this makes me feel more confident, so I got this work done. But that is the strange thing of getting work done. You're kind of like, no, it's who I really well, am. It's to trick you that I didn't get work done. Yeah. Well, mm. it was, I think Joan Rivers was, was admitting it. You know, there was, there's some people who've gotten to the point where like, yeah, I get it done all the time. I get both. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. this, I get that. But I, I agree that. with you. It's, it's like, you know, when I, when it came, you know, 
I don't know if people know how this works, but but as an actor, once you get to a certain point, you incorporate, as you guys know, and you have mm-hmm. a company name. And so my company name, I, I called it Perfect Nose Productions. And the reason I called it Perfect Nose Productions is because the idea was growing up, I always felt like I had kind of a little bumpy nose, a little big. My mm. grandfather had kind of a lump on his nose. My dad had a lump on his nose. But I loved their faces. I loved the way it looked on their faces. And I, the whole point of it was you're perfect the way you are. Like just embrace right. it. And I think what you just said, there's some truth to like once you go that other route of like I'm going to try and cover this up, cover this up, cover this up it starts leading to more and more insecurities. And then, as you said, you're trying to like hide it when you're in public or when you're somewhere or somebody brings it up. You're like, no, I just, no, I didn't whiten my teeth. Why would you say that? Or I didn't do whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. And then like anything, you if you're constantly telling yourself, don't mention that, don't mention that, it is coming out of your mouth at some point. That's like yeah, the yeah. surest way to get to say it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's some wise words to end on. I like I it. Some stage advice. Yeah, yeah, and so it also yeah. leads to supporting Trump, I think is what your point was. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Eventually. Right? Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maz, thanks so much for coming out, man. It was really fun. Yeah, this is a blast. Thanks for having me, you guys. You want to plug your, your cast? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. The pod- yeah, the podcast is called Back to School with Maz Jobrani. It's on YouTube, Spotify, uh, iTunes, all the above. And then my special is still on Netflix. It's called Immigrant. Um, and I've got another special coming out soon, hopefully. Fingers crossed. And nice. other than that, if people if people follow me on social media at Maz Jobrani, I will tell them everything as things happen. Okay, cool. cool. Sounds good. Love it. Thanks so much. All right, Baldies, stay bald out there. Yeah, guys, take it off your head, would you? Bye, guys. Bye. All right, everybody out there, all you baldies and harrows that listen, please follow us on Instagram at baldtalkpod, and please subscribe, download, listen, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Enrique Santos, and I'm co-hosting the podcast SOS Cuba alongside my friend and Telemundo journalist Jose Diaz-Balart. We're discussing the history of our beloved Cuba and what led to the recent protests in the communist-run island. And why people are calling for change. A group of special guests weigh in on what's next for our Comunidad Cubana. Listen to our weekly show, SOS Cuba, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If a natural disaster comes knocking, how prepared is your family? You can't just close the door on earthquakes, floods, or hurricanes and hope they go away. That's why it's important to make a plan now. Ready.gov plan has the tools and tips you need to prepare your family for an emergency. So if disaster shows up at your doorstep, you'll be ready. Visit ready.gov plan and make a plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Did you know there are thousands of active cults in America today? Political cults, sex cults, acting class cults, terrorist cults. To name a few. 
But do you ever wonder, who are the individuals who get manipulated into them? I'm your host, Liz Iacuzzi. I'm Tyler Meesom. Was I in a Cult is a documentary podcast showcasing the raw, dynamic, and inspiring firsthand stories of individuals who got in. And most importantly, got out of a cult. Why are people so obsessed with cults? Maybe because it could happen to anyone. And we should know. Because it happened to us. Listen to Was I in a Cult every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.